0: Welcome, everyone, to Resurrection Life Church in Cadillac, Michigan. Thank you for joining us today. We're so glad to have you with us, and we pray that you encounter God's goodness through the message today. Good morning, family. I was looking at Emily because she was preaching my message. I'm like, girl, give me some... <laughs> yeah, right. Your whole prayer team this morning. Uh how's everyone doing this morning? Doing all right? Yeah. It's good. Uh so we're in a series called Giants will fall. And uh we we started off the series with praise, and and uh, the challenge was seven days of praise. And so I I was in my seven days of praise, you know. And it just seems like right off the bat, Monday morning, a giant shows up. <laughs> I don't know about you, but what I'm saying is is that uh, I don't know about you, but 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 man, when you start praising God, and when you start As Emily had just incredible message last week about the word, you start slinging the word, um, you just you're gonna wake up a giant. That's okay, right? It's good news when when the giant wakes up. A lot of times the giant is dormant. He just kind of sits there every morning. We just kind of let him go. But it's so so when when things begin to break open, don't don't be afraid of that. Say rejoice, like oh okay, I just poked a bear. So so these spiritual weapons that we're talking about pray and the word and in the next few weeks, just know that don't be surprised, right? Jesus said, don't be surprised when you fall into various trials, right? Right? God's overcome that. But just let you know, uh, you might just poke a bear uh, during these uh, few weeks, but that's a good thing. But giants will fall because we realize in life we will face some giants. Giants of fear, worry, sickness, depression, financial stress, addiction, rejection, you name it. They're out there. It's not if we will face a giant, but when. And maybe you're facing one today. And whatever this giant is in your life, it's been taunting you and robbing you of your peace and joy. The giant is hindering you from living the life God intended. The good news is that God has made a way for these giants to fall. Even though the giant you're battling might be big, it's not bigger than Jesus. With him, we have the authority, the power, and the weapons to take down any stronghold that stands in our way. And we've been looking at these simple yet powerful weapons that will lead us to victory. And they're found in the story of David and Goliath. I'm sure you've heard it. It's a story of the underdog facing the impossible. It's the story of a little boy that meets a bully and the bo- little boy wins. So let's start here today with this verse, set the scene, First Samuel seventeen four, Then Goliath, the Philistine champion from Gath, came out of the Philistine ranks to face the forces of Israel. He was over nine feet tall. And there came out a champion named Goliath who was sent by the enemy to discourage, to distract, and to intimidate the king and the armies of Israel. For 40 days, this giant stood every morning shouting with intimidation and threats. He was sent to paralyze their progress and to stop any forward momentum. Have you ever been in that place? Stuck? trapped, unable to move forward, more than likely it's a giant, and that giant has to fall. Imagine one person, one voice, striking fear into a whole nation in order to stop them. This one man, this obstacle stood as a barrier between victory or defeat. And the question here today is, what is blocking your victory? And what is that one thing that's standing in your way from accomplishing what God has called you to do? Is it fear? Is it feeling unworthy? Is it your past? It looks too big. It seems impossible. But know this, Goliath, your problem is not God. God is God. (laughs) Come on, God is God. And there's nothing too big for God to handle. And David knew this. So here's how he started after taking a quick look at Goliath. By the way, when Goliath shows up, just take a quick look. Don't be staring at him too long. He took a quick look at Goliath. And this is what happened, 1 Samuel 17:40. He picked up five smooth stones from a stream, put them into a shepherd's bag, then armed only with the shepherd's staff and sling, he started across the valley to fight the Philistine. This is how the battle begins, with a sling, a stone, a quick step, and simple faith in God. But let's get real for a moment. This victory... Didn't happen immediately. David had a few obstacles to go through before he battled the giant. See, I don't know about you, but we want victory fast and furious. We want it quick and easy. But God has another plan to develop a giant killer. Giant killers are forged in the fire. They are built before the battle and they are made in the moment. David had already come up against some trouble in life. He encountered a lion, a bear, and he had to trust God with this giant too. But before he met Goliath in the battlefield, he had some obstacles to get through. He was mocked by his older brothers. He was mocked by the king. And he was mocked by Goliath. Roadblock after roadblock. But David didn't let this stop him. He let it prepare him. David didn't let this stop him. He let it prepare him. See, God takes the roadblocks and makes them building blocks to your faith. That's really good. Come on. God takes your roadblocks and makes them building blocks to your faith. How many can say amen to that? Like, you know, you're like, man, listen, I love what Emily said last week. You are farther than you think you are. You are stronger than you think you are. And God was making a giant killer in David that day. So David gets to the stream and finds a stone. And I believe these five stones represent five weapons, spiritual weapons to defeat your giant. We've already pulled out praise. Emily showed us the word. What a great message she gave. And today I want to give you another one. Meg already alluded to it. Prayer. Say prayer. Prayer. Please hear this. Prayer is one of the most important, powerful spiritual weapons we possess because it has no limitation and it has long range surprise attack capabilities it is not hindered by time or distance prayer has been described as a guided missile that can be launched from anywhere on the face of the planet at any target and there's no defense against it satan can't stop your prayers So it makes sense the enemy loves it. When we don't pray, so we must pray. The Bible says never stop praying. Well, the most basic definition of prayer is talking with God. So when people say, I don't know how to pray, my question is, well, do you know how to talk? Because prayer is simply talking from your heart, soul, and spirit to God. That's all it is. And let me break it down a little more. Prayer is seeking the heart of God and seeking the hand of God. This is very important. Prayer is seeking the heart of God and seeking the hand of God. Both are essential parts of prayer. Seeking God's heart is all about relationship with him, while seeking his hand is about seeing results. Because we all want to see results. By the way, God does too. God wants to see results. He would have never sent David on that battlefield if he didn't want to see results. Come on. So obviously relationship with God is most important. True prayer is all about relationship and prayer helps that relationship thrive daily but sometimes we unintentionally Seek God's hand while forgetting his heart, right? Been there, done that. You don't want to check a box with God. You want to check your heart with God. By the way, marriage can be a box checker if we are not careful. You do this for me and I'll do that for you. By the way, that relationship will not have much substance to it because it is driven by demands instead of devotion. You still here today? Third week, man, we're in the third week of killing a giant, by the way. Taking it down, just let you work. This is called Hump Week or something. It's getting past this this day, and then we're just going to see him fall, fall more and more. Effective prayer or talking with God has both elements heart and hand. Heart and hand. Listen, it is critical for us to pray so that our relationship with God can grow, but it's also critical because we release the power of God in our life and in our circumstances to get results. And as David was approaching Goliath, he was praying. He was talking out loud to God and towards the giant. And this moment wasn't rehearsed. He wasn't reading it from a book. It came from his heart and spirit. It was flowing naturally. It was a prayer, but it was a very bold prayer. Now, I'm not talking about a sweet little prayer just before a meal. A meal. Many times, unfortunately, that's the only prayer God ever hears. I'm talking about a storm-stopping prayer, a mountain-moving prayer, a devil-stomping prayer. That's the kind of prayer we're talking about today. Yes, at 9.46 in the morning. Listen, that prayer, that prayer will make the giant fall. I hope your hair gets blew back today by the Holy Spirit in a good, good, good way. I just want, we could talk about prayer all year year long, all all year long. Today, I just hope to inspire you, to inspire you to, again, another challenge, seven days of prayer. I'm not talking about sweet little prayers. I'm talking about warfare prayers against a giant. So seven, seven days of prayer starts today. Amen. And and by the way, and by the way, that prayer, that giant killing prayer can take place anywhere at any time in any way, eyes open, eyes closed, while you're driving, while you're walking, jumping, dancing, sitting, or running towards a giant. It doesn't matter. Just pray. Talk with God and at your giant because prayer interferes with Satan's power, disturbs his plans, and destroys his kingdom. So have a good old come boldly to his throne and get what you need, prayer. Look at this, James 5:16. Emily talked about it, it's a different translation, but it says, confess and acknowledge how you've offended one another. Now I just think this is really cool. James says, There's your giant. Look at your giant right there, the giant of offense and bitterness, the giant, that giant that, that comes in between relationships that can't forgive. Right there, he says, confess and acknowledge how, you can, how you've offended one another. And then pray, look at this, for one another to be instantly healed. For tremendous power is released through the passionate, heartfelt prayer of a godly believer. I mean listen I love Emily like I said 99% of all the things we go through are my fault ever, but but the truth is, listen we've been there've been times where like like we walk a lot and pray a lot and there are times when you know we had a little tiff not too long you know maybe few days before and we're like I don't think I want to pray cuz I I need to talk about I want to talk about this issue or this this debate we're having right now cuz I want to be right yeah, you see the hole I'm digging? <laughs> Just digging a hole. But what I've learned is this Dan, get over it. Grab her hand and pray. Just pray. Don't let that thing, that offense, get between this powerful prayer relationship that has knocked down quite a few giants along the way for us and people. But I love that James went right at it. Let me me talk about that giant of offense. But listen, did you hear what we just read? Tremendous power is released in this kind of prayer. How many of you need some tremendous power released in your life today towards a particular giant? I love what Charles Spurgeon said. The great English preacher said that prayer is the slender nerve that moves the muscle of omnipotence. Love that. Is that up there? Okay. Shouldn't be I underlined. It. That's okay. My bad. Probably didn't get it. By the way, I, can I just give a shout out to our AV team? Oh my goodness! I never get to. Like they're 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 always back there. They're they're they're, 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 they're they those guys are amazing. I don't. I would never want their job. They're pushing buttons. It's like they're just they're incre- incredible. Okay. Listen. We don't just talk with God. Listen, we take from God. hmm Because he has something to give. He always has something to give. A rescue plan, a word, some restoration, a reward. That's right. Your giant killer prayer has a reward attached to it. David knew this. 1 Samuel 17, 26. I love this. David asks a soldier standing nearby, What will a man get for killing this Philistine and ending his defiance of Israel? This little 12 year old, 13 year old kid says, What am I gonna get? Why bring this giant out? What am I gonna get? Love it. Oh, yes, my friends, there's a reward for your prayer against that giant, so pray. See, God loves to sweeten the pot, He wants to answer all your prayers. I love it. So remember, prayer is seeking God's heart and his hand. Say, heart and hand. So let me inspire you to start your prayer life, to get this passionate prayer life going. First, make it your own prayer. Make it your prayer. Say, make it your prayer. prayer. From your heart, from your soul, from your desire, from your personality. God is saying something to you, and he wants to pray it through you. Listen, your prayer is the most powerful prayer. That's it. Your prayer is the most powerful prayer. Many times people hear someone else pray, but rarely themselves. But here's what Jesus taught about prayer, Matthew 6, 6. But when you pray, go away by yourself shut the door behind you and pray to your Father to, in private. Then your Father, who sees everything, will reward you. Come on. Make it your prayer. Your Father wants to hear you. He loves to hear your voice. We get the privilege in our, in our, our staff worship time Tuesdays to have Winston, little Winston, come in. Winston, Steve, come in. And, and he's, he's there and he's, he's hanging out. Sometimes he's sleeping, but cute, handsome little Winston. He's eight months, I think. He's not really talking with any words, but we are on the edge of our seat every single week just waiting for him, his first word to be, Pastor Dan. <laughs> I mean, I'm waiting for that to happen. <laughs> that wouldn't be good. <laughs> Should be mom or dad. But, 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 but listen, like I can't wait to hear his words I can't wait. But see, God is like that with you. He just wants to hear your words, your voice. It's your prayer that is most effective. Doesn't it make sense that old Slewfoot wants to take away your prayer? Your prayer is the anointed prayer. So go fight Goliath with your prayer, not somebody else's. Is that okay? We see this concept here as we're winding down as far as you know. Look at this concept here. When David gets ready to fight Goliath, Saul tried to give him his armor. Look at 1 Samuel 17, 38-40. He says, when Saul gave David his own armor, Saul's own armor, a bronze helmet, a coat of mail, David put it on strapped the sword over it, took a step or two to see what it was like, for he had never worn such things before. I can't go in these, he protested to Saul. I'm not used to them. So David simply took them off. Now, I'm not sure how I would have responded to a king or a president that says, put my coat on, Dan, and walk around. Try this out. See if it's good for you. I might have caved in. But David didn't. He trusted God more than people. And he knew that he needed his own armor, his own prayer, his own stone to defeat Goliath. Make it your own prayer. You know, there's something in your gut. (laughs) It's your gut. It's your experience. It's your story. It's the power of God. It's what you've been through. It's everything you've learned up to this point. It's right there. It's like a, it's like a bomb. It's like a missile that God says, just get, just launch that thing. Launch it. Launch it right now in prayer. Make it your own prayer. Your prayer will make your giant fall. So here's that that guided missile to defeat your giant. That's what prayer is. Dan, how do I launch these missiles? How do I develop a strong prayer life? Well, first, David moved quickly. In other words, don't wait. Don't procrastinate when it comes to prayer. David got right to work. So just listen, just start seeking. Say, start seeking. This is how you begin to develop a strong prayer life. Praying is seeking. It's moving close to God. It's getting into position. It's turning off the TV, putting away the phone. It's getting into a room, a prayer closet to be with God, asking him for specific mission and the specific missile or word. Do you need healing? Do you need forgiveness? Do you need provision? You'll get the answer when you seek God. You'll always get the answer when you seek God. I get it. We always want to call someone else to get the answer. And and there's a time when when you need that kind of help. But I'm telling you, once you get in with God and just, just start forming that time with God, oh, he will speak to you. He'll speak to you. He'll give you exactly what you need. Amen? Why is this point so important? Because seeking, listen, is our first move. Our first move. The ball's in our court. Jeremiah twenty nine thirteen says this. Oh, oh, we love that. We love Jeremiah twenty nine Oh, Oh the plans I have for you, Dan. Plans to prosper you. It's, it's going to be great. Your future's awesome, Dan. Then you go down to thirteen. He says, "You'll seek me and find me when you seek me with all your heart, Dan." And Jesus said this in Matthew seven seven. Ask, Dan. You ask, and it will be given to you. Dan, you seek. And you'll find. Dan, you knock and the door will be open to you. Listen, where there's no seeking, there's no prayer. And when there's no prayer, there's no answer. You don't have to wait for that giant to show up before you pray. Start now. Start seeking God in prayer. So when you sit down with God for a moment, he'll show you the area of your greatest need. And he'll give you the exact Coordinates of the giant. Amen? Amen. Because sometimes we send prayer missiles in the wrong direction towards people. Or towards a giant that isn't even there. In other words, if you need healing, pray for healing. If you need your marriage restored, pray in that direction, towards that giant. James hits below the belt with this verse in James 4.3. He says, when you you pray for things, you don't get them because you want them for the wrong reason for your own pleasure. It's like me walking with Emily, saying, Lord, please show her how wrong she is. Please show her how, how wrong she is. Please, God, she doesn't see it. This one time, this one time I could be right. No, not Right there, (laughs) that prayer tells me I'm not right. See, a person could be praying for all the missionaries in Malaysia yet forgetting to pray for their own marriage. Some might pray for more stuff for their family yet forget to pray for more salvation for them. But when you really start seeking God in prayer, he'll show you where to direct that prayer And when you start seeking, come on, you will start believing. I promise you. Because you know what prayer is? Prayer is believing. It is. Prayer is believing. The fact that you're willing to pray and talk with an invisible God and look crazy doing it is proof that you have faith. Everyone else might see, say you're crazy, seeking, believing, someone you can't see. But God says you are different. You are, you are. Your faith is rising. He sees you differently. He sees a giant falling when you pray. Seeing isn't believing. Praying is believing. Do you see how the enemy wants to stop our prayers? And especially praying together. Oh my goodness. Just praying together. Of you agree on earth as touching anything that you ask you shall have. That's not a lie. Jesus said that. We can't deny these verses regarding praying and believing. Praying is believing. And Jesus said this in Matthew 21:22, and we'll just go ahead to the next one. Whatever things you ask in prayer believing, you will take. That's what it means, take. Whatever things you ask in prayer, believing, you will take. Right, isn't that, isn't that wish I had another football. Is that what receivers do? I throw a football, you take that football. You're called a receiver. And David had this kind of faith when he faced Goliath. Listen to this guy. First Samuel 17, look at this, 46. It's today, listen, the Lord will conquer you and I will kill you and cut off your head and then I will give the dead bodies of your men to the birds and wild animals and the whole world will know that the Lord God is the God of Israel and everyone assembled here will know that the Lord rescues his people but not with sword and spear. This is the Lord's battle and he will give you to us. Listen, listen, I've realized when I'm praying with faith, there's a few more wills in it and a few less mights. Uh, he might do it. No, no, will. Will, 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 will. Don't be shy about giving your prayer a few more wills. Come on. God, you will turn this around for my good and your glory. God, you will rescue me. God, you will provide. God, you will heal. God, you will restore. That's faith. That's faith. David didn't just face a giant. He faithed a giant. You can face your fear. You can faith your fear. See, I'm gonna faith my fear. Well, say it out loud. Say, I'm gonna faith my fear. Come on, say it. I know it sounds like a speech impediment. I'm gonna faith. I'm gonna faith my fear. Now turn to your neighbor and say, I'm gonna faith my fear. Don't spit in their face. I'm gonna faith my fear. I'm gonna faith my fear. I'm gonna faith it. See, when you pray, listen, you'll start believing. And when you start believing, as we finish, listen, you'll naturally start speaking. You'll start speaking. The Bible says, I believed and then I spoke. (laughs) It's interesting. Because I'll say it this way, praying is saying. Praying is saying. Say, praying is saying. And then say this one more time I like it. Um, say, I'm going to faith my fear. I just want to hear you say it again. It's kind of funny. But faith my fear. David spoke, listen, David spoke when he saw Goliath. He was saying it in the face of a giant in the presence of his brothers in front of a paralyzed army and next to a passive king. But what really mattered was he was saying it in the presence of the King of Kings, a living God, the maker and creator of the universe, and the maker of Goliath. See, prayer is not a passive reflection, it is a direct address to God and a to speaking towards a giant. Listen to this Mark 11 22. Then Jesus said to his disciples, Have faith in God. I tell you the truth. You can say to this mountain, may you be lifted up and thrown into the sea, and it will happen. Look at his faith. But you must really believe it will happen and have no doubt in your heart. I tell you, you can pray for anything. And if you believe that you've received it, it will be yours. What a challenge. You might say, how do I know if it's God's will? That's a great question. Here's one answer. God's word is God's will. And how did David know what to pray or to say? He knew this, that destroying evil works was God's will. Any time he could stop the devil and put a halt to evil, it was God's will. He knew that. And what is evil? Let me just give you a few. Poverty, sickness, fear, anxiety, addiction, division, destruction. Any negative, oppressive thing you can think of. You can always pray against these things. Oh, that, you're too quiet on that one because this is what I found out about, about, about the giant. He wants to say, oh yeah, yeah, God can do that, but he won't do that. But you know what, you know what happens? We, we naturally forget. We fall into looking at our circumstance. We look at what happened in someone else's life and automatically forget God's word. Like we, we, I can't base my theology on my circumstance or your circumstance or my opinion or your opinion. It must be based on the very word of God and what he said, right? You can always pray against the negative, evil, oppressive thing. Don't let that giant just, just come up on you and say, "You can't pray against me." <laughs> because it, you know, I was at that other place, and you see what happened, you, see, you saw what happened then. It didn't work then. It's not going to work now, and you say, "No, I see you giant. You're evil, you're wicked, and you're going down. Jesus came to destroy the works of the devil straight as that he can destroy it and then he left he said it's finished and he says now go ahead and do it and they will fall when you pray so go ahead and say it pray it tell God what you need and one more piece of advice don't get caught feeding your giant don't give him what he wants Sadly, there are times where we're talking more about our giant than we are about God. It happens. We've all been there. My aching back, my troubled relationship, my lack of money, my failed past. We all do it. But just don't keep feeding your giant. The more we talk about it, the louder the giant gets. The more you feed it, the bigger it becomes. Feed God. Talk to God and speak to that giant. See, we have a powerful, secret weapon to fight the enemy forces. It's prayer it's a weapon the enemy does not have and a weapon he cannot stop and there's no defense against it so if you're trapped if you're paralyzed and can't move from your position call in some air support get on your radio with God through prayer and give God your need give him the coordinates the exact coordinates and he'll send some heavenly jets some heavenly power and drop it right on your giants so start seeking start believing and start speaking, Amen. I hope you're inspired to do some praying. We're, this is where we're going to start right now. Come on, we're going to start right in this place. This going to be a prayer that's going to come from my my heart. I'm just going to start it, and then you're going to you're going to finish it, right? I'm going to start a prayer, and then we're just going to finish it. We're just all going to finish. Now, listen. Don't be shy, and don't be and don't be shy to put in a few more wills in this one. Come on, right? Come on, we're just going to pray. Lord Jesus, thank you, God, for prayer. Thank you for the guided missiles right now in this room, the guided missiles moving in the direction of the giant. And I see you, giant of shame. Matter of fact, this week I memorized a new scripture because I saw shame running rampant in so many people's lives. I memorized Isaiah 54.4, which says, Fear not, fear not, you will no longer live in shame. Don't be afraid. There's no more disgrace for you. You will no longer remember the shame of your past and the sorrows of your youth. Isaiah 54.4. I got another weapon in in my arsenal. So Lord, I thank you in this moment, God, that even that word is eradicating shame. So I thank you, God, right now. We're just gonna pray. Now you pray with you pray. Just come on just 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 in your own words right now. We're just gonna fill this place with some actual words, not just thoughts. Come on, words grab the hand of your spouse and just begin to talk to God and pray to God. It's really easy. I know it might seem uncomfortable. This is a great place to do it. Just tell them, tell them what you need. God, you know what we need. God, you know what we need, but we're going to tell you what we need. God, we're speaking in marriages right now, marriages that may be troubled and struggling. God, in Jesus' name. God, I thank you, Lord God, that that giant of, of, pride or offense God is going to fall in Jesus name in that marriage God I thank you Lord I thank you Lord that 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 the, the people that said that that sickness is way too much and that your days are ending I say no in Jesus name because your name is bigger than any sickness or disease in Jesus name you said with long life you will show you, you will give them and show them your salvation God in Jesus name I thank you God that you sent your word and healed them I thank you God that we right now pray against that giant of fear that tries to paralyze people, Lord. Over and over again that produces worry and then produces anxiety and then leads to depression. God's right found in Proverbs 12:25 that anxiety in the heart of a person causes depression, but a good word makes it glad. Come on, Lord, Defeat that giant of worry and anxiety and bring a good word into that heart and soul to, that they can grab and have for the rest of their days, God, in Jesus' name. So, Lord, we thank you in this place. Prayer after prayer, I, prayer after prayer. I, I also come against, um, not, not unbelief, but here's the one I want to come against, won't believe. See, there, I just come against won't believe, and I get it. It's just saying, I'm not going to believe it. Dear Jesus, you love that person. But God, I pray that you would soften their heart. Please soften their heart regarding that thing they're going through, Lord God, and allow them to rise up and say, no, 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 no. God, you will come through. God, you will restore. God, you will heal. God, you will. God, you will. You will. You will. You will, will, God. I thank you in this place, God. Prayers that are being lifted up. This is just the start. This is the first day of our seven days of prayer. God, when everyone wakes up in the morning or throughout the day, God, Holy Spirit, I'm counting on you to get everyone to take a prayer break. Prayer break. Prayer break. A prayer break. Thank you, God, for those prayer breaks throughout this week. Those prayer breaks, again, are guided missiles that will defeat your giant, in Jesus' name. Amen, 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 amen. Hey, well, God bless you guys. A bit aggressive for Sunday morning, but it's worth it. We got giants are gonna fall this week. We love you guys. Prayer team is here to pray for you. Have an amazing week. God bless you. We're honored that you are with us today. Please connect with us because we want to get to know you. Head to our website, getreslife.org. That's G-E-T-R-E-S-L-I-F-E.org. And like us on Facebook, Resurrection Life Church Cadillac, for upcoming events and information and ways to connect. God bless you and have a beautiful week.